Check, check, check. Check, mic check. This is Robert, recovery guy. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And welcome, welcome to the checkup. If you are new to this podcast, I am so glad that you are here. One of the things that I would suggest and appreciate you doing is to go back to our August 2nd broadcast, our very first podcast and get an idea of who we are, who I am as the recovery guy. Uh, And if you're coming back uh, after a couple listens, thank you so much. If you've been faithful and encouraged and sending comments, keep them coming. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for caring. If you know much about us here, this recovery movement is designed to be all-inclusive all addictions, all walks of life, all nationalities, all beliefs. There is no one that I ever want to feel excluded from this thing, this holistic wellness that we desire from the inside out. Because for those of us who have suffered, we should put an end to the suffering. And the best way to do that is to join forces to combine our strengths so we get this mind-blowing synergistic response that apart from each other, we die. But together, we not only live, but we thrive. We are catapulted into this dimension that allows us to live this elevated life that even blows our own mind, let alone those who knew us when. We were locked in this progressive and destructive disease and this pattern of behavior that was killing us to now being this unmovable, insurmountable force of wellness. And that is the message that I want to share with you. I want you to feel so empowered as a result of our relationship that you believe Uh, You can go and become anything, anyone, anywhere doing anything. You know, my dear friend and trainer from a number of years ago that I met back in 2006, a dear friend to this day, Damon Willis. And Damon introduced me to the concept and the phrase of leaving everyone better than you found them. And so my desire for you as This podcast listener is to leave you better than I found you. So I hope we accomplish this today. Go back and listen maybe to Tuesday's podcast of things we we find along the way and discover what we're discovering on this journey called recovery in this recovery movement. And of course, please visit patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash recovery guy. 
to find out more how you can support and be more involved with this movement. Also, go to recoveryguide.org for the videos that uh, you might uh, find of value as well. I've got 32 video segments to encourage and to assist you along the way. So let's dive right into today's podcast, uh, something that is near and dear to me, and that's celebration. I had put on Instagram uh, what today's podcast was going to be about. I knew what it was going to be about, um, which is to celebrate. I just wasn't sure of the title or how it was all going to come together, but it's the power of the celebration. The power of the celebration. Who out there does not want to celebrate? You know, back in my destructive behavior, as my life was falling apart piece by piece, person by person, opportunity by opportunity, and there was nothing left to hold on to. There was nothing left to celebrate. There was nothing left to feel good about. Even the air that I was breathing, even this space that I was taking up in this thing called life, waking up was so difficult. There was nothing to celebrate. All areas of celebration were replaced with remorse. You know what I mean? The celebration became less and the remorse became greater. If you're not uh, too in tuned or understanding what remorse is, when I describe it, you'll understand. Remorse is waking up or coming to in a moment or in the morning. Whenever we come to and we realize what we have become and that despair and that frustration and that dissatisfaction of not only who we are, but who we have harmed and the wrongs we have done comes not only to mind, but embodies the very fiber of our being. We are remorseful. We feel badly about everything, who we are from the inside out, from what I think, what I feel, what I say, who I interact with. There's not an a part of me that I feel good about anymore. And then I have to drink or to use or to engage in that negative behavior that displaces that feeling, that remorse long enough so I don't have to, I don't know, go blow my brains out or drive off a cliff or stick my head in the oven to to end it all. Because even the medication stops working. Do you know what I mean? Did, did you ever get to that point where even the medicine didn't work? And when I'm talking about medicine, I'm talking about medicating, right? Alcohol, every particular drug out there, any combination of a behavior from gambling to pornography to throwing up to, to excessive alcohol and drug use, you name it, I was trying to find the combination because remorse was becoming the prevalent response to my life. There was nothing else to celebrate. You know what I mean? I think that you do. 
if you're listening to this podcast, we're probably a lot more alike than any of the differences that could separate us. So let's talk about the power of celebration and how it can be a contagious response to the life that we now live. So what does it mean? If you know me for a minute, you know I already checked dictionary.com, so I'm ready. And to celebrating or celebrated is to observe a day or commemorate an event with ceremonies or festivities or a reaction, right? So so I observe the day. And if you're in recovery like I am, what do we have? We have a daily reprieve, a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning, right? One day at a time. So when I am observing this one day at a time, I am celebrating or commemorating that day. And that is so important regardless of how many days. You know, as of today, I have 12,326 days in a row. 12,326 days that I have celebrated in various degrees because I am observing each one of those days as each one of those days is the sum total of this new life that I've been given. And I, and I celebrate the day or observe the day to commemorate an event. What is the event? The event is my recovery, but it's inventing, it's celebrating because it's not a one-time event because as my dear friend Steve M. reminded us all on the interview I had with him a couple weeks ago when I was in Las Vegas, you know, he wanted to remind us that recovery is, is a journey, it's not a destination. So I commemorate this event, this ongoing state of recovery that I'm enjoying, sometimes with the ceremony, sometimes it's a very spiritual ceremony, sometimes as we celebrate um, uh, degrees of recovery, I see people on Instagram and, and Facebook and some of the other social media um, groups I hang out with. We're celebrating various degrees of sobriety, right? So I'm seeing people with 30-day chips and 60 and 90 and and uh, and three months and so on in a year. And, and Lord willing, and I don't get hit by a bus, April 25th of this year, you know, I'll commemorate or celebrate 34 years of continual sobriety. My sponsor, Will, just celebrated 40 years. What are you celebrating? What are you commemorating? What are you observing? to celebrate the success. Isn't that wonderful? Because where you and I come from, again, there wasn't a lot to celebrate much more of. It was replaced or displaced by remorse. What else does celebrate or celebrating mean? It means to make known publicly or proclaim. Now, I know this is a program of anonymity, of attraction rather than promotion, um, I do make, as I'm doing now, I make my sobriety, I celebrate that on a public level 
uh, because, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that I don't have anything to protect anymore. Uh, when I first came into recovery, uh, the only job that I could get was from my dear friend, uh, Buddy. And uh, Buddy has got like 44 years of sobriety now, or 43. And, and Buddy got me my job as a room service waiter, graveyard room service waiter at the Fitzgerald restaurant in downtown uh, Las Vegas, right? And I was serving Bloody Marys at three o'clock in the morning. And my only hope was to get them to the table. So, so my, my jitters didn't, didn't shake them all the way before I delivered them, right? So they knew my background because my, my resume was terrible. I'd gotten fired from every great job I had in Las Vegas. And after a while, it sort of catches up with you, right? So I could not publicly hide my alcoholism or my recovery. So early on for me, I began to share that. And you know what I found? And maybe you're finding this uh, as well. And I'm not telling you to to not be cautious in your, your revealing or removing your anonymity, but I found it to be a very useful part of me because if they knew that I was committed to sobriety, to not drinking, to living this new life, maybe it was a degree of my character that they were able to see. But each person has to judge this on their own. And, and if you're not comfortable with being there, hey, that's fantastic. Just do your thing, stay clean, stay sober, live, live the life that you want to live, protecting yourself and your family and your image and your credibility to whatever degree you find necessary because our situation may be different. Um, but I want to praise widely. So, so you know what? When I go to a meeting and I celebrate my recovery, or obviously I do it on my website or again on the podcast and, and in our social media groups where only people that we want to follow us can follow us, right? So we praise that wildly, uh, widely. We celebrate that to, to be widespread. They even go on to say, as a favorable public notice. Once again, I urge caution in that because not everyone cares for you the way we want them to care. And our good message of wellness, of recovery, of redemption, of resurrection may be used against us. So again, tread that cautiously. Make sure you get the advice and counsel of people who who have your well-being in mind. Um, it means to observe a day, but make sure that you do. You commemorate it uh, to perform a ceremony as we do when we take a chip or we celebrate with a cake, right? Uh, an annual sobriety. Sometimes they'll have a cake at a chip meeting where we're going to participate in a party to celebrate. Here's what I believe. I believe we become what we celebrate. And it's why I'm so big on 12,326 days that I celebrate, because I want to embody that celebration. I want to embody what has occurred to me along the way. How about you? Because again, before I got here, um, and again, my first introduction to 12-step recovery was uh, in January of 86 um, in the rooms of Gamblers Anonymous. That didn't work, obviously, because gambling was a symptom of my alcoholism and drug addiction. 
it wasn't my primary. It wasn't until I came into treatment in February of 1986 that I began to go down this road of of real recovery, of making that change from the inside out to where things like gambling are no longer an issue for me because I've solved the drink problem, right? And if you have a problem with that expression, uh, send me a comment and I'll let you know where I get that from and I'll help you know while that is uh, an effective and healthy way to approach it. Now, don't get it twisted, right? I'm not telling you I'm cured. Alcoholism is still stamped in my DNA. A little disclaimer here. Um, I can never safely use uh, alcohol or drugs in any level whatsoever from ever again because I will relapse. I will go back out and I will likely not come back. That's how I view this disease. But I'm easily able to control my desire because I've been restored to sanity and that's another podcast. But I want to become what I celebrate. I want to embody wellness. I want to embody goodness. I want to embody the joy that's been given me as a result of that. And that's that whole attraction rather than promotion. So when I celebrate and I become that celebration, people want what we have. Again, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, you know, then you can take certain steps. But people need to see that in us. We just don't celebrate for ourselves. We celebrate for others so they can look at us. They can hear our joy. They can see our energy. They can hear what we're doing differently. They can see the results of our celebration, which is an extension of what has happened to us. And that's all celebration is. It's an outward response to an inward transformation right? I'm celebrating outwardly because of what God has done for me inwardly. You know, it's like where it says in the big book, why shouldn't we laugh? For we have recovered. Again, why shouldn't we celebrate? For we have recovered. We celebrate for a lot less things, you know, maybe a 25 cent or 50 cent raise, that's a good thing. But did that raise save your life, right? We might celebrate because we watch Geico and we now have a better insurance rate. That's great. And that might save you $500 a year. But did that save your life? We might celebrate because we've got a promotion at work or we got a new vehicle or we made a new friend. But did those things save your life? This, what we're involved with, this recovery movement is life transformational Let's celebrate, right? Let's proclaim. Let's observe. Let's honor. Let's revel. Let's commend. And these are just words related to celebrate. Let's rejoice. Let's extol. Let's exalt. Let's party, right? No one can party like a sober person. You know what's really cool about how we party? Guess what? When we wake up the next day, guess what we remember? We remember the previous night. When I wake up, I know where I'm waking up. And it's where I'm supposed to wake up, right? People say, you know what? I don't drink anymore because I break out. 
Oh, really? Where do you break out? Well, I might break out in Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> I might break out in Cincinnati. You know, I remember breaking out under an overpass in St. George, Utah, back in 19, what was it, 1982, 1983. I didn't even know where I was. I didn't. I don't even, to this day, I don't know how I got there, but I ended up there. Passed out under an overpass, and my vehicle was still at the casino where I left it in downtown Las Vegas. Go figure that one out. See, I don't have to do those things anymore. When I go to a party and I celebrate, a lot of it is because I wake up the next day and I remember everything that happened, right? Isn't that something to celebrate? Isn't that something to rejoice? Isn't that something to proclaim? Isn't that something to observe? Of course it is. So what do you do to celebrate or enjoy the power of the celebration? Because don't we like power? When I celebrate, it helps me uh, celebrate my power, right? When we come in, in in 12-step programs, even religious programs, we have to die to self, right? If you're involved in 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 the Christian movement, like like I am as a born again Christian, we are to die to self. Any monotheistic religion, or or even the Buddhist path, we have to deny self. We have to relinquish power on our own because we know that that internal power. That, that is generated by who we are or who we think we are is likely destructive because it's selfish and self-centered. We have to set aside the power that we think we have and exchange it for power from above, right? Or whatever your particular approach to your spirituality is. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. I'm just encouraging you to believe in something other than you that will give you power, the power of the celebration to even celebrate that power as being able to change us from the inside out. And isn't that worth proclaiming? Isn't that worth observing? Isn't that worth praising? Isn't that worth giving honor to? Because for you and me, we know what the alternative is. You or I don't live in the gray. We are very black and white people. We are either all or we're nothing. And you know what? I used to be nothing. When I was diagnosed Back in 1984, I was clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. And the prognosis was that I would never get well. That was from a clinical psychologist from the mental health of Las Vegas, Nevada. That is what the psychiatrist who evaluated me told me. This is my diagnosis. 
and this is my prognosis. Well, guess what? I'm well. I have been restored. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and I live a life worth celebrating, and I revel, and I honor, and I commend, and I celebrate the power that I find in that, and it's contagious. I love being around a group of people who love celebrating the power that they find. When I go to Annie's house with Chris and Mary every other Wednesday, when I'm able to get there or go in the prisons or the institutions, and I celebrate and and, and I want to be contagious, I want to share the power of my celebration and invite others to celebrate along with me. Aren't you the same way? I know you look forward to the podcast because we celebrate together, because we are in this together. Again, we got sick alone, but we get well and we celebrate and we rejoice and we commemorate together because we are involved in the recovery movement. There is a way out for you and me, and we have discovered it. It's with honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And once we tap into that and we start on this journey together, there is no stopping us because momentum keeps us moving forward again. Newton's law of motion states that Things that are in motion tend to stay in motion. And as you and I uh, explore the power of the celebration, we are moving forward. We are gaining momentum. We are gaining strength. We are celebrating louder, more consistently for longer periods of time. And we embody the power that we find within that celebration. Isn't that what you want to be a part of? Isn't that why you listen? I know It's why I love to get in front of this microphone because I love being energized. And that's one of the things I love about going to Annie's house um, because I'm energized there because I share, I celebrate, I commemorate, I observe what's happening to me. And within that observation, within that commemorating, there's a power, there's an energy that comes out of me. That is contagious. And isn't it nice to be contagious with living? I hope that we are on the same page. I think we are. I want you to share with me how you celebrate the power of your celebration, what you are doing for others to share that, to let them be a part of what's happening to you or the celebration when you become a part of what's happening to them. Let's join this recovery movement. Let's make it bigger, one person at a time, one celebration at a time, one day at a time. I hope that you do. I hope that you go to recoveryguy.org and watch the videos. I hope you you share this podcast, I hope you go to patreon.com and see how you can join the Recovery Guy movement. Again, patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. Be a part of what we're doing. Come celebrate with us. Find the power within the celebration. 
let's get this thing done. None of us should ever have to suffer the way we suffered ever again. And if we can make the difference in the life of at least one person every day, can you imagine what our number would look like? We would be insurmountable. There could be nothing that could stop us in this recovery movement. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying to 